What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. It's June, and for those keeping up, June has become one of the biggest months for Razorback football recruiting, college football recruiting in general. Danny West is going to hop on early on the show to discuss that, and we're also going to rely on a lot of your questions after we have Danny on to kind of drive the narrative of the show. All that and more on today's episode of Hogsports Live. Okay, before we get started today and through the next three days, through June 15th, I believe, at 11 o'clock, we're running our 60% off special. The reason we're doing that is because it is such a big month for recruiting. June used to be a very quiet month, but uh, we want to entice you to come and check out what we've got going on. Danny West is doing a great job with all the stuff. You've got camps going on. They had three this past weekend. He had seven official visitors in town, and we're going to talk to Danny about all that. But if you want to get the real lowdown, the inside scoop on it, sign up for our 60% off offer at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Breaks down to 83 cents a week. $3.58 a month and build it just $42.96. With that, you get our crystal balls, all of our um, all of our discussion on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum where we really keep you up to date, breaking down everything that's going on with Razorback recruiting and, of course, Razorback sports in general and all of our content that we have, all of our VIP content that you want to go check out, hawgsports.com, the number one site for Arkansas sports and recruiting coverage and the largest. All right. Before we get into that real quick, before we talk to Danny, I'm going to call him in just a second, but um, Curtis Wilkerson been keeping everybody updated on the Grant Nelson uh, situation. He left, what, June 9th? Is it that long ago? June 9th, and we're still waiting. We know Sunday, Monday, sometime around then to expect a decision. As of this morning, nobody knows anything. There is kind of more of a buzz towards maybe the Alabama side of things. I think the visit was just like very laid back from Nelson and his camp, you know, so not maybe not knowing exactly how to read things, but uh, we'll find out soon. He's the number three ranked prospect in the transfer portal and would round out Arkansas's basketball roster, which is now at 12. And if they were to get him, that would give them 13. Now, right now you've got Devo Davis coming back. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not going to go over the whole list of players coming back, but he was the latest, I guess, to announce that he was returning to Arkansas. Jordan Walsh uh, obviously staying in. Layden Blocker coming in. We had some questions about, about Bay Fall. There's been some rumors that he's not going to end up at Arkansas. There's no truth to that. He's going to end up at Arkansas. He's just not here yet. He's finishing up, you know, his classes and stuff, and then we'll be here sometime this month. So that was like a, a last question I think I got asked yet on the other show. I don't, I don't think I got to it uh, last week, so – Nothing outstanding or concern with Bayfall there. Let's see. For those keeping up with the NBA Finals, uh, the Nuggets play the Heat tonight. It's uh, game five. They have a chance to wrap up the series. It's 3-1 right now in favor of the Nuggets. On the Bet Saracen app, Denver is minus nine. Minus nine pick to win it at home in front of Nugget Nation. There's also a lot of cool specials like um, Nuggets to win the race to 10 points, um, Jamal Murray and Jimmy Butler to score 30 points each. That's plus 700. A lot of cool deals on the uh, the Bet Saracen app, different ways to, to bet, bet responsibly, of course. But uh, I don't know, can add a little bit of action. Sometimes it's fun to add a little bit of action to games that like don't include Arkansas especially, maybe give you a little more incentive to watch and – and rude a little bit, but uh, those are the deals on the the Bet Saracen app right now. Okay, I want to go over the camp schedule real quick because we just had three camps this weekend. You had the specialist camp. This is June eleventh, so this is on was on um, on Sunday. You had the specialist camp. You had the lineman camp and seven on seven. Or excuse me, no. Not the seven on seven, but you had the spe- that's that's on the fourteenth. You have a lineman camp and seven on seven coming up on the fourteenth. But let's backtrack a little bit. So you had, um, okay, you said the high school camp that was on Sunday. That was grades nine through twelve. It was all morning long, and again, you can read all Danny's updates on that. You had Kane Archer and Cash Archer, the two brothers, twenty twenty six quarterback from Greenwood, who's been offered by Arkansas. You have the you had the specialist camp which started at 11 o'clock. And then on the 14th, you've got the lineman camp and the seven-on-seven camp. So that's June 14th. 
the high school one-day camp, you have three of those coming up, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. The lineman camp in seven-on-seven camp is June 21st. And that should wrap things up. So, a lot of camps. It used to be back in the day, I remember like when Houston Nutt was here, maybe Bielema too, there would be like two camps. You'd have like a high school four-day camp and you'd have a prospect camp, and that was it. And now you have a lot more, but you also don't have as many overall high-profile guys going to these camps. At least, you know, guys who are being recruited now because everything's moved up so much. Arkansas already got ten commitments for the class. Uh, they hosted seven official visitors. They've got like two dozen more scheduled for this month, including uh, the, I think, 23rd, 23rd weekend. They've got like a ton scheduled that weekend, like 17 guys or something coming in. Okay. Y'all want to get to Danny. Y'all want to hear Danny talk about recruiting, not me. Okay, for those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. He is the Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst and has been at it for well over 12 years now, covering Razorback recruiting and uh, just does a fantastic job. Best guy in the business. And he's a first-ring pickup guy. There he is. What's up, man? What's up, Danny? How you doing, man? What's happening? Oh, not much. I was just kind of running over the camp uh, schedule that's coming up, and uh, you were at the camp this weekend. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit first before we get into to some of the stuff with the official visitors who came in and then looking ahead to the future. What do you think of, uh, of the camp? It's not as, camps aren't as big for, like, prospects and, you know, getting offers and stuff. It's, it's uh, just kind of a little bit different than it used to be. Yeah, it's tough to get kids to come to camp anymore, especially trying to earn an offer unless mm-hmm. they're super young. You know, they just feel like, I guess they don't have to anymore. There's so much film, so much Twitter. You can put your film out there in front of hundreds of coaches at any given moment. So, I don't know. I guess that, that plays a big part of it. But not a huge not a huge camp trade. Just going to shoot you, shoot you straight here. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a whole heck of a lot going on. But uh, was impressed by Kane Archer and, and Grayson Wilson. Obviously, Grayson's committed to Arkansas in the 25 class. Kane's got the offer for 26 out of Greenwood, and I thought both of those guys, for what I saw yesterday, trying to make my rounds and see everybody, but, you know, they are they are who the, we thought they were, right? And they both spun it pretty good, but mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's uh, to be expected from a camp setting. But outside of that, I, I want to say there was about 150 for the first camp, the high school camp, unpadded, so um, pretty standard camp, and then uh, the Second one, the specialist camp yesterday evening, I heard they had 175. Wow. Uh, that just seems like an awful lot. So yeah. I posted on the board the other day. You remember a few years ago, uh, I'd say five, ten years ago, everybody's talking about when are we going to hire a special teams coordinator. And it's just funny to me. You look up and there's 175 specialists out there for a six-hour camp mm. yesterday. So, yeah, camp season, uh, Got I guess the rest of the week starting – Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday camps every day. A couple of those are two day camps, and, and uh, hey, I'm in the deep end right now, dude. Uh, I'm in the middle of it this yeah. week. Yeah, people don't realize, you know, just a few years ago, you know, when the recruiting calendar changed, it used to just be, you know, I can remember when there'd just be a couple of camps in June, you know, and that was it, and um, and there wasn't really any recruiting going on aside from camps, but uh, now it's official visitors coming in. And that's really where you had, you know, some of the stars. You had seven official visitors come in over the weekend. Uh, your overall impressions of, of the weekend, how it went for Arkansas uh, in, in that really, department? Really, really good weekend, in my opinion. Uh, Shaq McCroy, it starts there, the highest rated visitor on this past weekend's list. I think they're really, really in a good spot. And I don't have to say that because he said yesterday that Arkansas is number one on his list. You know, a top 60 guy nationally, four-star offensive lineman out of uh, Clay Chalkville High in Pinson, Alabama. So, Oregon, man. Oregon has, has always kind of been the team that everybody felt like he might be leaning to. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's visited Arkansas now four times. And, buddy, I just get the feeling that Arkansas is going to be really, really tough to beat. I know uh, the Ducks are getting the last visit later this month, and that's always sketchy because Oregon is – they're known for that, man. They they sneak in there, and I know they're a long way from just about everybody, but 
you know, they've got all the money and all the facilities and the wow factor. So you always have to worry about them. But man, just watching the families interact with Coach Pitt and Kennedy and, and all these guys, Coach Fountain is doing a really good job. And I think people overlook that about McCroy. Fountain's mm-hmm. really kind of the lead guy there as the area recruiter. And, uh, man, I just think they did a, a heck of a job this weekend, and they've made it really, really hard for, for Shaq to tell them no at this point would be my guess. So I'm not ready to lock in a crystal ball or anything because of that Oregon trip in two weeks. He's going to visit Kentucky this week. Not too worried about Kentucky at the moment. But, yeah, man, I think they're in really good shape there. And then, of course, uh, a few other guys. Brian Huff, a guy we overlook quite a bit because he's, he's in state, you know. You mm-hmm. kind of – I take those guys for granted Valley sometimes. View. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was back on campus six, this weekend. Six, three and a half, and 221 for Brian Hubbard. I just want to mention real quick, Danny, you didn't mention the height and the size of Jaquan, Jaquan McCrory. They enough? call Shaq. Six, eight, 365. Plenty big. Plenty big. Plenty uh, big. Yeah. Six eight three sixty five. Huff is another big, good size linebacker. Six, three and a half, 221 out of Valley View in Jonesboro. Go ahead. One of the most impressive looking guys on the, you know, uh, on the hoof, Huff was uh, uh, really, really impressive. I think the size checks out there, and I was, I was pretty, pretty impressed by how he looked this weekend. But yeah, I, you know, I just feel like we kind of take the in-state guys for granted sometimes, and this is one that may have been, you know, I don't want to speak for him, may have been slipping a little bit in recent months. So, thought it was good to to get him back on campus. Evidently, Trey Travis Williams put on a show Saturday in the uh, team team meetings you know they they let the recruits and parents and everybody sit in on these team meetings and they kind of break down how we would use you and you and you Mm -hmm. and evidently that had a really really big impact on huff because they they pointed to number 42 last year drew sanders obviously and that'll make you sit up in your seat right i mean you start talking about a second rounder and and uh yeah, so I think they they really hit it hard there. Jordan Burns. Hey, Danny, he real quick though, I, I wanted I wanted to bring up something. You you mentioned the him you know being able to sit in on you know film session and stuff like that. Uh, isn't it interesting and odd to you how like you can bring recruits in, you can show them all this video, let them sit in on meetings, let them see how you do all this stuff, but the moment. A guy signs with Arkansas, he's not allowed to do any of that stuff. Like you have to leave right. him alone. Yeah, Isn't that true. weird to you? Yeah, a little bit weird. A little yeah. bit weird. Um, I'll make a phone call after we hang out. See up if you can get that straightened it. out because yeah. it, it just seems odd. Another Jordan Burns. Burns. I, I'll run through him quickly, but a uh, yeah, physical guy. I thought he had the quote of the week, and I tweeted it out. But um, you know, he talked about killing people, which we don't <laughs> take that. I want to make sure nobody takes us seriously on that. Yeah. We don't want anybody getting killed, but. The figure of speech in football, I, I yeah. felt like that was a pretty strong statement. But uh, uh, Tennessee is probably the problem there. You know, uh, seems like he's down to two schools. Didn't want to give a whole lot of details, but mm-hmm. you can kind of piece it together. Out of Atlanta, back Georgia. To Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and they've always had success at Pace Academy, too, the balls. So it uh, could be, a, a you know, a hurdle to, to jump there. But tight end Decker DeGrasse coming all the way from California, Glendora, California. I'm going to be curious to see how they play this one out. You know, they hit a home run as far as the visit. Of course they did. You know, he's Pac-12 country, comes to SEC country. It's yeah. going to blow you away. Is that a and, – uh, Danny, is that a Morgan – I mean, obviously Morgan Turner is a tight ends coach, but is that a guy that he recruited, yes. I guess, from yep. his yep. days at he Stanford? Offered. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know that he offered him at Stanford uh, prior to coming over here, but, uh, yeah, he had to have known about him, you know, it, it, I would I would venture to guess anyway, just being the California uh, comparison there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he offered him at Arkansas and, and finally got him on campus. Decker was talking about making an unofficial out here in the spring and just never materialized. Finally got him on campus, and uh, people can read the story, but he was pretty blown away. I'm just saying I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play it from um, the, the standpoint that he's the first guy uh, to come to campus. Do you just try to lock that one up, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's – Still pretty early, I guess, in the calendar year. Could you get a few more guys in the fall, or do you want to go ahead and try to try to sure this one up? I'm I'm just not sure where they stand with that one yet. So, mm. Nate Palmer, uh, a couple of speed guys out of Texas. Nate Palmer, a running back out of Decatur, Texas, and then of course Akari Johnson, uh, Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana, a cornerback. We're calling him. He's listed as an athlete. Both of those guys can really run. 
and uh, you know, there's uh, I just updated the Big Red board for for defense and offense this morning. But you look at some of the uh, cornerbacks they're in on, man, big time dudes. They got a top fifty kid coming in this weekend. Selman Bridges is a uh, you know borderline five star. So mm-hmm. a lot of corners they've already got. Depending on how you want to look at it, two or three committed at corner. So uh, just a lot going on there. But I feel like Akari is really really high on our on Arkansas coming out of this visit as well as Nate, but uh, Nate made it sound like he's got Arkansas in his top two. And again, didn't want to, didn't want to give out that other school. So I'm thinking maybe USC, maybe TCU, which is obviously either way, it's, that's a lot of competition to beat, but felt like they, they did a really good job with those two. And then Kendall Jackson, defensive lineman out of Florida, Gainesville, Florida, mm-hmm. and he's got an offer from the Gators. So, I mean, Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. I haven't done the study on it, Trey, but going into an SEC town and trying to get one that's wanted by the hometown team is yeah. pretty tough, I would imagine. Pretty tough, especially you're talking about uh, Florida way out there. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to I wanted to uh, talk a little Got bit about breath, more about – Sorry, you had a breath. I'll let you breathe. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about Nate Palmer, uh, the running back out of Decatur, uh, Texas. Uh, 5'10 185 pounds, four-star composite back. Um, Arkansas has already got a commitment from running back in Jaden Ball also. And then, of course, Nate Palmer visits this weekend. Uh, a little bit different. Jaden Ball goes like six foot, uh, 214. So different types of backs. But we talked about that a little bit recently, how probably Arkansas is going to want to take two running backs out of this class. Uh, you know, especially you know, probably Rocket Sanders moving on, and you know, you know, you don't know what happened sure. with the other guys and all that stuff. But probably take two running backs out of the class. There's also Braylon Russell, uh, an in-state four-star recruit who's formerly committed to Arkansas. Things you know have picked up again since. Uh, you have him warm on the big red board. Now bring up Nate Palmer because this is a free article that you wrote. All the other ones you covered everybody who visited, and they are all VIP. But this was a free article people can read if they want to go get a taste of it. But how do you think things are going to shape out? Shake out at running back with um, you know with Palmer there having Arkansas in his top two uh, with Jaden Ball already committed, and then Braylon Russell also, who's I believe scheduled to visit later this month, right? Well, uh, not for sure yet. Not for sure on Russell. We'll see how that one goes. So. As of this moment right now, today, I have a little more confidence in Palmer being the guy, mm-hmm. just being honest with you. Now, that could change tomorrow. Who knows? But um, just seems that's just how it, it seems to me right now. It seems like Russell may be headed out of state, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we'll see if that, if that changes. If he gets up for an official and uh, they blow him away, who knows where it goes from here. But coming out of this particular visit, I feel like Palmer, uh, my biggest question about Palmer was how is he going to see First of all, uh, the current depth situation, that's pretty daunting. You know, mm-hmm. when you look up and see those five on the scholarship distribution, that's a lot now. now. I'm not saying he's scared of competition or anything, but that's just a lot to walk into. And then secondly, as you mentioned, there's another good one on the way already, Jaden Ball. But, mm-hmm. of course, Jaden is a guy that he could be viewed as more of a utility guy, really. You know, flanker type, slot guy. Uh, just a lot you could do with him, uh, a guy that's wanted on defense by some teams. So who knows with Jaden, but right now we are calling him a tailback. And, um, uh, you know, long way around it here, but Nate made it sound like he watched the bowl game, you know, against Kansas. and He saw uh, Rocket go down and how R-Dub and A.J. stepped up, and both of them had right there at 100 yards. Yeah. He was really, really impressed by that. So, 
you know, I think that's what you want to hear when you're trying to go after two guys. You want guys that are open to that and kind of understand that the days of getting 32 carries a game are long gone. You know, you're probably in this league, you're going to have two or three guys most of the time. So it's just a matter of trying to trying to find those guys and them being okay with it, I guess. And it sounds like he is. Danny, you t- we talked about we talked about running back a little bit, obviously with Nate Palmer and and um, uh, uh, Jaden Ball and uh, Braylon Russell. Um, you know, kind of all being in the mix there, probably take two. We know KJ Jackson's on board at quarterback, so that's situated. They have a commitment from the number one prospect in the state of Arkansas, and Courtney Crutchfield, who's a top 100. What is he, 60th something nationally? It Still made a huge there. leap. Uh, C.J. Brown was the first official visitor in the month of June to come to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide well, receiver out of Bentonville. Who else we'll is in the mix? Out on him real quick. Yeah, who? Uh, June thirtieth on CJ. Okay. Who? Who else is? Uh, June thirtieth. Okay, that's coming up. So, who else is in the mix at wide receiver? How many do you think they're going to take at that spot? Man, I could see them taking up to three. You know, they obviously what they did in transfer portal, and uh, that was quite a bit. But uh, maybe one or two guys get out of here. Maybe they get up to three. I would imagine. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just tough to looking at the current scholarship distribution which i think you do a great job with by the way it helps me out with my stories a lot but uh man it's just it's hard to see more than that having said that trey who knows man six guys could transfer after this season you know i I mean who knows that's why i'm always so afraid this time of year to even in december to try to put a number on it anymore i mean you just never know but i would say two to three just just spitball uh, spitballing with you right now but uh, yeah, Ashton Bethel Roman, another another guy who's coming in for an official. You got uh, Stonka Burnside, Braylon Burnside out of Starkville, Mississippi. Obviously, again, uh, the SEC hometown situation there with Mississippi State wanting him. And then uh, Makai White coming over from King George, Virginia. We haven't talked about Makai a whole lot, but it's kind of funny. You know, if I had to rank all the guys that I've talked to, uh, most consistently over the last year in the 24 class, this kid's always telling me, hey, I'm coming. Uh, I'm, I'm coming on unofficial. I'm coming on an unofficial. Promise you, don't forget about me. I'm coming. So, lo and behold, here he is coming in this weekend. I guess we'll see where it goes. Arkansas has not had a lot of success, Danny, <laughs> in Virginia. <laughs> I mean, the last guy I can right. think of from Virginia was Quinte Funderburk, who came in for spring football and then disappeared. We never heard from him again. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He got out of here pretty quick. We've seen a few of those, but mm-hmm. we'll see if it's different for Makai. He's uh, number 34 athlete in the country, number seven in Virginia, borderline four-star. I didn't mm-hmm. realize he had, he had moved up that high, but he was in Maryland this past weekend. Um, you know, he's got some really good offers. I'm not sure exactly. I never know which ones are 100% committable, but mm-hmm. when you look up and see Georgia and LSU on the offer sheet, that's that's pretty pretty solid there. Arkansas needs to do a good job, I think, in recruiting wide receivers. I don't. It's going to be interesting after this year. You know, you, I, I mean, you've got some guys like Tesla. I believe could come back for another year if he wanted to. Um, I'm not sure on Jordan. I think Armstrong might be yeah. done. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but uh, you know, with KJ probably moving on after this season, like the lure of bringing in, you know, highly regarded transfers like they've been able to do the last couple of years might be a little bit more difficult with a little bit more unknown at quarterback. Uh, tight end, Danny, obviously they recruited extremely well at that position in the last group with uh, Shamar Easter and uh, Luke Haz coming in and, and brought in Varquez Gums, who's also younger. So probably, you know, you look at it just on the outside, maybe one guy at that position. Offensive line, we know they pretty much always want to bring in four. But you're right, you kind of just have to have a template of, all right, this is what we probably need to bring in each class because you are able to address so many issues through the transfer portal also. But we know probably – you know, somewhere like four offensive linemen. They um, they have you have yeah. Kobe Brannon, uh, Jaquan McCroy listed as hot right now for Arkansas. We talked about McCroy, uh, Brannon being from Fort Smith, Southside, um, but probably a couple more offensive linemen as well, don't you think? Yeah, I would imagine so. And they've got one coming in this weekend, Zuri Madison. I'm sure you see him there on the board, yeah. uh, warm, moving up, and has been for the last couple of weeks. But man, I heard another SEC town favorite. there, Danny. Lexington, another Kentucky. One. <laughs> right. Another one there. So third one on this show. But, uh, hey, I heard this guy is one of their favorite 
targets simply because he's his football IQ. You know, they mm-hmm. say he's just off the charts in terms of understanding, you know, different concepts and stuff. So that's a guy that they're really excited about. I'm not sure when they offered a couple of weeks ago, everybody saw at the time on his profile page, I want to say he was 6'5", 280. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found out pretty quickly, now this dude's 305 now. He, he's grown quite a bit, number 33 interior lineman in the country and and has a really good offer list as well uh, he's already visited west virginia he's going to see miami after arkansas so pretty good competition there but man I, I think they're starting to heat up on this one zuri madison keep an eye on that name and uh did want to mention on the tight end group uh, man i'm hearing they're really high on this marquise gums and, and francis sherman both uh, they think mm-hmm. they've hit on both of those guys so far now that's really really early feedback but i got a look at shamar easter yesterday he looks like he's starting to fill out a little bit he's only been here a couple of weeks now but and uh, uh luke of course who does mentioned it, him. we heard who does, uh, a couple of weeks ago that he's up to uh 238 now yeah yeah who does uh easter remind you of physically um i can tell I you who know, he maybe remi- a maybe a young sprink a little bit Little Sprink, yeah, he kind of he kind of reminds me physically just the way he's put together Jamario Bell a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, super early Jamario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamario, of course, yeah, had a lot of injuries throughout his career, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, uh, Sprinks is a is a is a good comparison. Also, that you know, all of those guys are kind of built similarly. All right, Danny, yeah. anything else you want to add before we cut you loose? Oh man, I could probably go on for six hours here. There's a lot to talk about. But we'll well, we got to save something to the site. Yeah, we'll direct them to Hog Sports, man. I'm about to fill this thing up. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow him at Danny West 24-7, the Hog Sports recruiting analyst. And we're going to jump into your questions now. But before we do that, one more time, I want to remind you guys, 60% off. This runs through the 15th, June 15th at 11 p.m. Central Daylight Time. So, the promotion, 60% off. There's no promo code or anything like that. If you've ever wondered what we do at Hog Sports, you've ever been curious about it, go to hawgsports.com and check us out. You can see some of the free content that we have on there. But if you like the show, if you like what we do on Drive Time, um, you know, all this stuff, the walk and talk, all that stuff, all this stuff is to kind of complement what the main thing that we do, and that is the website. It's where we break all of our news. It's where we paint the big picture for recruiting and uh, team coverage and all of that stuff. HAWGsports.com, 83 cents a week, five, excuse me, three fifty-eight a month, and build at just $42.96 for the entire year. Go check us out. We'll promise you like what you see at Hog Sports. It's how we get you through the door. We got to give a promo, give a reason to come through. That's always been our biggest problem, getting people through the door. And once they do, people stick around. They didn't know what we have uh, offered. Okay. Let's see where we go. Don Henry says, What's up, Biddy? What's up, Don? Isaac Riley says, I appreciate the content as always, Trey. Your team does an awesome job. I'm excited to see the new coach staff. Does anyone else feel the same? I hope so. Appreciate that, Isaac. Isaac also says 2022 was a fun year for all sports, but didn't seem to end well for us besides maybe the bowl game. Um, You know, somebody pointed this out the other day in the comments. I didn't mention, you know, Arkansas also won the SEC, tied the SEC uh, in baseball. And so I want to make sure I did mention that uh, because it it ended in a disappointing fashion. You know, losing in a regional, you wouldn't obviously want to do that with where Arkansas was projected, hosting the regional and everything. Baseball, I just feel like, you know, you, you kind of got to get lucky also along the way. We see that with the number one ranked team over and over again, not winning the College World Series. But it just seems like – like in football, I feel like we always end up where, yeah, these this was the best team. In basketball, I feel like, yeah, this, these guys are playing better than anybody. But in baseball, it's just like, you know, get in and, and see where it goes. But didn't seem to end well. Uh, yeah, the bowl game ended well, although they tried to ruin that. Basketball ended well. I mean, Sweet 16 is still pretty good, knocking off Kansas, especially for all the adversity that the basketball team had throughout the season. Obviously, finishing 10th in the SEC was not what anybody thought was going to happen for basketball. But to me, to have like a really good season, you have to have a couple things happen. You have to um, – you know, you have to have a, a solid regular season, really good regular season, and you have to make some noise in the tournament, at least get to the Sweet 16. Because no matter how good a season you had, if you get bounced in the round of 64, 
then people make a joke about you. That's It's a joke. No matter what you did in the regular season, you have to complement both of them. And if you don't have – you can, like, have an okay regular season as long as you make some noise in the tournament and people look back and say, yeah, it wasn't bad. But um, for me to have a great basketball season, you need to have both happen. Now, I wouldn't say it was a great basketball season because they didn't have a great regular season. But, a lot of, again, a lot of that was so much injuries. They had injuries – Key injuries in football, I think it cost them at least one game, maybe two games. I think it cost them two games. I think it cost them the Liberty game and probably one between the LSU and Mississippi State game, probably the LSU game at home, not having K.J. Jefferson. Being decimated by injuries in the secondary was a big reason they finished 131 out of 131 teams. Uh, basketball, obviously, with Nick Smith and Trevon Brazil, those were devastating injuries for the basketball team, and they overcame a lot of that. And then baseball, it just seemed like, Every week there seemed to be a new injury with baseball. So uh, definitely an injury-plagued season for the uh, the three money sports at Arkansas. Chris M. Slapnick says, been a member for years. Best hog coverage out there. Appreciate that, Chris. Isaac Riley says, I'm the only one asking questions. Guys, we don't, we don't have any more questions. We got, we got no more questions, and we've got – you know, I'd like, I'd like to at least go 10 more minutes. So if you've got a question you want to ask, then now's the time to do it. Otherwise, we're just going to have to stop the show because that was kind of the theme today was answering questions. We never have this few questions, and I'm asking for questions. Isaac Riley says, I'm the only one asking questions, apparently. I want NCAA football to come out already. The NIL stuff is crazy. I wonder if they're going to incorporate NIL stuff into NCAA football. Now, it doesn't come out until a year from now, basically, next summer. It'll be NCAA football 2025, I guess is what they'll call it. Because they always put it out a year, you know, say it a year ahead, I guess, so it doesn't seem old maybe later on when the when just January rolls around. But um, – it's unfortunate that we're probably not going to see Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson, um, you know, for Arkansas um, with the way everything's going. But, uh, you know, probably projecting both those guys to declare for the NFL. So, you won't have those guys. I think that kind of stinks a little bit that they weren't able to get it done a little bit earlier. But they're still negotiating some stuff, trying to figure some stuff out with that. I hope the gameplay is decent. I like the gameplay, you know, on – the older games, like on, on Madden, like the way the things that they've done with Madden, I just – I'm not a huge fan of the gameplay on that. Um, I'm hoping it'll be more, you know, kind of like it was before. They – I don't know – hell, I don't know when they made all the changes, but. Sean Follis says, uh, it's worth the money. He's talking about Hog Sports. Never regretted it. Appreciate that, Sean. Really do. Neil Tucker says, how is the offense starting to look under Enos? Well, they've – I've mentioned this before, but some of the things that stand out to me is the pace is a little bit different. They don't go quite as fast as they have before. Um, They throw more over the middle. They use more two tight end sets, more two running back sets. They throw a lot of different screen passes. Uh, And sometimes K.J. Jefferson lines up under center. I don't think that that's something that we're going to see a whole lot of, but – we will see that from time to time. Those are kind of the main, just like very basic things that you see. You're still going to see them do a lot of the things that they've done before, things that KJ is good at. I do think we'll see him roll out of the pocket more, just looking, you know, kind of what they did with uh, Talia Tungavaloa over at Maryland, rolling him out of the pocket more. I think one of the big benefits for KJ is going to be Dan Enos from a technical side of things. Arkansas averaged 471 yards a game last year, which most of us would take. Uh, The problems were finishing at the goal line. They couldn't get a push with a very veteran, experienced, quality offensive line. Couldn't finish at the goal line, couldn't finish in a lot of short yardage. Those were things that were a problem for Arkansas. Uh, but the production, you know, from 20 to 20, that wasn't really an issue for him, as long as K.J. Jefferson was healthy anyway. Lindsey Brandon Ward says, go Hogs. Okay. Isaac Riley says, what position group for football do you most like? Do you like the most and feel the most uneasy about? I really like the way the defensive line is shaping up. And I had some interesting comments on Facebook, like after I, I like posted some clips and stuff of different things. One of the things was the defensive line. People were like, hear that every year. And uh, not buying into the hype and all this, all this stuff. Just like, you know, a lot of casual fans who probably don't follow along. I've been saying for years that 
a big reason for problems that Arkansas has on the defensive line. Not telling you that they're going to be great on the defensive line. Like, people just make stuff up. They see and hear what they want to hear, I guess. But I've been telling you for years that Arkansas has had problems on the defensive line because they have had so much turnover with the coaching staff. Five different offensive line coaches over a five-year period um, up to the point that Deke Adams arrived. And Deke Adams is now in his second year, okay? And I think a big reason that we see a little bit of a boost with the defensive line is in, you know, some of the recruiting aspects, but also especially the transfer portal, uh, is because they have a second-year head coach in Deke Adams now. Um, but I really like the defensive line. I mentioned the other day they go four deep, uh, excuse me, three deep at defensive end, three deep at defensive tackle. They have nine seniors on the defensive line, which I think is an incredible number, and I don't think that's ever happened before. I really like Trajan Jeffcoat. I think Landon Jackson's in store for a really big year. By the way, you've got Jashad Stewart. You've got Zach Williams. you got Nico Davier. Um, I'm, I'm, for, uh, I'm missing somebody. There's somebody else I'm missing. But you've also got, you know, Quincy Rhodes coming in, who was a four-star recruit. In the past, you'd look at Quincy Rhodes and be like, that guy's going to come in and contribute early. But I think they'll be able to probably redshirt him. So, uh, oh, John Morgan's the other guy on the defense line who's also a senior. So th those are your defensive ends and defensive tackle. You've got, um, you know, Cam Ball, who's a redshirt sophomore. And then you're looking at Tank Booker, Kiwi Rose, um, Eric Gregory, Torian Carter. I mean – and you've got Ian Drafford coming in, who's 6'6", like 380, who's, I guess, going to be the biggest guy on the team now, replacing Paris Patterson. It's always a freshman. I talked about that uh, on the last show. But I think defensive line, the group that I feel more uneasy about, uh, I feel, obviously, quarterback, I think, is a better situation with having Criswell in. Running back looks stout. I'm intrigued with the wide receivers. I mean, there is some, like – you know, a little bit of concern because there's so much newness there. But uh, I'm intrigued with those guys. I like where they sit at tight end right now, especially bringing in Barquise Gums. You mentioned, you heard Danny talk about the situation at tight end, also having Luke has. Um, I'm saving offensive line for last just because that is an area that maybe does concern me a little bit. Uh, you know, there's just so much new. But as I said before, they brought in Sam Pittman for a reason. And one of the reasons – not for a reason, for a lot of reasons. But one of the big reasons was the what he could do for Arkansas on the offensive line. We saw what a recruiter he was when he was at Arkansas before. We've watched him bring in a lot of talented guys, him and Cody Kennedy, uh, Andrew Chambly, and Marion Harris, Patrick Kudas, Luke Brown's another four-star who just came in who had a, a minor knee injury, wasn't able to go through the spring as a freshman. But he's a guy they feel really strongly about. But what we've seen – over the years, and we've just kind of had to wait a little bit. Not had to wait, but, like, waited because Arkansas had so many returning guys. Like, you know, you had Myron Cunningham coming back a couple of years. Um, you know, Bo Lemmer, who's still at Arkansas. Brady Latham. Dalton Wagner, who, you know, stayed through his super senior year. So, and Ricky Stromberg. Guys that were already at Arkansas. Um, you know, Luke Jones was another guy. I, don't, I think Luke might have come in the year Bielema came in, transferred from Notre Dame. But, regardless, they have not had, like, a guy they brought up from the high school ranks – um, who's played a lot. Now you've got Joshua Braun, who they brought in from transfer, who was a guy that was committed to Pittman originally at Georgia before transfer or before, excuse me, signing with, with Florida and then transferring to Arkansas. So Braun is a Pittman guy. Uh, at right tackle, we're looking at Kudis as a Pittman guy. Um, and then left tackle, we're looking at Devon Manuel, who's a Pittman guy. So those guys are finally starting to, you know, get into the picture a little bit. You're talking about three guys that you know, Pittman, Kennedy brought in. So, but that, it's still, it makes you a little bit uneasy just because there's so much newness, you know. And the fact of the matter is you, you ha you're going to have newness in college football. You're just going to have turnover. Uh, so that would probably be the group that makes me a little more uneasy. Defensive line would be the group that I, I, I feel pretty good about. And just to kind of look at the rest of it, uh, linebacker, I like where they sit at linebacker right now, numbers-wise especially. Uh, and I like some of the talented, you know, from the younger guys. I like those guys. Um, cornerback, I think they're going to be in good shape, even though it doesn't look like McAdoo's going to be available. I think they're going to be in good shape. And then maybe the next group, if I were picking a side on, on, off, on defense, safety leaves me a little bit uneasy overall. Just depth-wise, what if they have an injury there or something? I just don't know how well they could absorb that. Just, you know, kind of a situation we ran into the spring, we think they're going to address safety, and they do. They get some guys. But as far as getting, like, a big-time guy that, you know, everybody's just, like, kind of holding their breath for. 
that they really want to come from the transfer portal. I don't that guy just wasn't really out there for them. So um, look for him. I think maybe to shake some things up, maybe move Lorando Johnson to safety. That's kind of what I've recommended, and we'll see if they do that. Isaac Riley says, what do you think our ceiling is for football, basketball, and baseball next year? Baseball is tough to say, but I, I would always just say, you know, national championship is the ceiling. I just feel like eventually Dave Van Horn is going to break through there. Uh, but I know you're reloading a lot of stuff. Basketball, I mean, basketball, I think that, you know, they get Grant Nelson, then who knows? I mean, it could be a great – I think it's going to be a really good team. Anyway, I think that they have Final Four potential how they are right now. Now, they can't have injury issues like they had last year. But, I mean, I really like some of the guys they brought in, Tremont Mark, L. Ellis, Caleb Battle. Um, I mean, they brought in a lot of guys. But I, I really like what what they brought in. The guys – you know, a lot of the guys they have coming back. Um, I, for me, Devo Davis, I could not see Arkansas winning – like going to a Final Four, like advancing farther than they have before under Musselman. I couldn't see him doing it without Devo. You know, I just – I feel like could you really see Devo Davis lacing it up for some team in Europe or in the G League or something while Arkansas makes this great run, you know, past Final Four when he could have returned to Arkansas and, you know, maybe should have. So, the fact that he's coming back, you know, I just kind of try to visualize things and – um that's kind of how I visualize it. I just couldn't see Arkansas making a run. So, I think that they could maybe make a Final Four. I think that's – I don't put anything past Eric Musselman. In football, uh, I've kind of – you know, I've kind of been saying like eight regular season wins. I just think – you know, I think the last five games, Arkansas has a chance to win every single one of those. The first three games, I think they have a chance to win every one of those. Uh, a very good chance to win every one of those. The four middle games is where it gets a little dicey. You know, those you basically got four straight games away from Arkansas. You have a 35-day span outside the state of Arkansas where you're playing games, which is just insane to me how that schedule works out. But how they manage those middle games, I think, could determine a lot. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could win. You know, things just go really well, and they win nine games. You're talking about an opportunity to win ten. And, you know, you got a starting quarterback back. Um and that's key. And, and K.J. has had different wide receivers every single year that he's been at Arkansas. He's had different go-to wide receivers every single year. And that's going to be the case this year. So, I don't know that that's going to be a huge hindrance on him. To me, again, it kind of goes back to offensive line. Is the offensive line going to be what Arkansas needs it to be this year in terms of protecting him? Okay. Chris – McFerrin says, I still say with everyone healthy, we should be, we should have been three more wins last year, Texas A&M, LSU, and Liberty. Yeah, I mean, they should have beaten Texas A&M. They should have beaten Liberty. They could have beaten LSU. Could have. Not should have, but could have. Jason Crow says, just moved back to Arkansas and ready for football season to get going. What are your expectations for the defensive side of the ball this season with the new staff? I mean, we kind of ran through position groups, but I really like the new staff. I like Travis Williams a lot. He's going to be, uh, you know, very aggressive, I think. And Arkansas was pretty aggressive last year, one reason they had so many sacks. But I really like Marcus Woodson. He's a guy that – not that, you know, Darren Wilson and, and Travis Williams don't jump out to me. They do. But I just really like the way Marcus Woodson coaches, and he's a really strong recruiter. I mean, some of the defensive backs that they've been able to get in here early uh, for recruiting stuff has been very impressive. But I like Marcus Woodson a lot. I think he did some real good uh, work in the transfer portal also. Um, so what are, what, are my, what are my thoughts on how they'll do? I think they'll be better than they were last year. I just don't know how much better. I don't think that they're going to be 131st team in the country in pass defense. Um, I don't know that they're going to get 42 sacks like they got last year. They lost their top two sack guys. Uh, but I do think it'll be a better defense than it was last year. Just a lot of unknowns, you know, with so many new faces on that side of the ball. I think it, but anytime you have a, a defensive line that's like I think Arkansas is going to be, that definitely gives you a chance. Chris M. Slatnick says, do you think we play Oklahoma and Texas every year from next year out? Uh, I've seen mock schedules for the eight-game schedule next year, and it does have them playing Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, I would like that. I haven't been to, to Norman for a game yet, uh, so I would like to go to Norman. 
But I think when they they will go to the nine-game schedule, I believe, in 2025. I said next year, but 2024 they do the eight game. And then 2025, I think that they'll most likely go to the nine game. That way they can preserve the um, preserve the um, the rivalries, you know, that would be lost otherwise. But when they do that, I think, and most people seem to feel, Missouri, Texas, and Ole Miss will be the three teams that they play every single year. Keenan Camp says, just join in. You're filling on the kid, North Dakota basketball. We talked about Grant Nelson a little bit. Uh, all we know as of this morning, like, it doesn't feel like anybody's been told necessarily based on, you know, what's going on out there uh, that, hey, I'm going to Arkansas or I'm going to Alabama. Now, we do kind of expect some type of decision today. If I had to guess, I don't know. I, I kind of just based on, you know, kind of some of the things Curtis has said, kind of makes me think he's going to end up at Alabama. But we'll see. You never know until you know. Ron Wilk says, how much better of a season do you think KJ can have under Dan Enos compared to the last couple of seasons? Um, you know, KJ has been right on the cusp of school records. First of all, he could break the school's um, all-time passing record this season, believe it or not. Um, he, If he had stayed healthy last year, he would have thrown for over 3,000 yards, close to 30 touchdowns, ran for well over 700 yards uh, if, he hadn't, if he hadn't missed the two games and just stayed at the same pace that he was at. But, I, again, I think Dan Enos is really going to help K.J. from a technical aspect. Throws a really strong deep ball. Got a great feel for the game. Um, you know, a 168 uh, – excuse me, not 168. Like 165-something efficiency rating, which is second all-time. 68% completion percentage, which was second all-time at Arkansas. So, he has, you know, really good completion percentage. But there are some – you know, he misses the mark on some shorter stuff. Sometimes throws it a little nose down. I think Enos will help him from a technical aspect on some of those shorter throws. And he's going to need to be better at it because Arkansas is going to throw a lot of screen passes. And the screen passes, I think, will probably – Maybe give him a little more. Not that they didn't do it before, but I just think you're going to see more of it. Um, I think, and you know, Barry Lunny used to say those were, you know, those aren't real passes. Like he used to talk about his completion percentage. Like these are, you know, this is a real completion percentage because some of those short stuff, you know, those are like not guaranteed completions, but you're almost always going to complete it. And then it's about the blocking and what the wide receiver does downfield about how many yards you get after that. But I think that'll help his completion percentage and maybe make him, you know, help him break the all-time school record for completion percentage. And uh, we'll see on, on efficiency. But Brandon Allen owns the efficiency record, and that was done in 2015 in Dan Enos' first year at Arkansas. Justin Williams says, do you think D. Johnson will back back this bounce back this season, be his old self, or do you think he's done, fell behind the other running backs? It's a good question. It's it's tough coming off of two ACLs, but he should be able to go through fall camp this year. He wasn't able to do that last year because it happened, you know, during the bowl game. So this year, since it happened in like week four, week five, you would think that, you know, that would give him a little bit of a leg up and, you know, getting ready uh, for fall camp. And if he can do that, then – Maybe he can. I've said before I felt like he was 1A, 1B with Rocket Sanders in, back in 2021, Maybe, and he was maybe 1A. You know, Sanders was dealing with that shoulder injury. Uh, he was just – I don't know. I really liked, uh, liked uh, Dominic Johnson back in 2021 and, and hope he gets back to form because I do think he can help them, just a different kind of back than they have. Chris McFerrin says, who is the next bumper pool Jake Beckett of this group? Um – Bumper pool, Jake Beckett. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who those guys are. Uh, you know, like a you talking about like, like a guy who played all four years, and you know, I don't know what I don't know what we're asking exactly on who's the next bumper pool. I guess who's the next good defensive end? I mean, they've had good defensive ends since Jake Beckett. Uh, at linebacker, you know, Jaheim Thomas, I think, is intriguing because he's, you know, he's a big dude. He's 6'4", 235, 245 or so, um, and had a lot of experience, you know, racked up like 80 tackles for, for Cincinnati last year. Defensive end, I mean, I really think Landon Jackson has a chance to do some special things this year. So we'll see. Dustin Hooven says, who is the 2023 center? That's Bo Lemmer. How does that affect someone like Jefferson after having the same guy for a couple of seasons? I mean, it could make a bit of a difference. But, I mean, they're practicing together. They've, they've been practicing. Bo Lemmer, 
out of everybody on the offensive line, they moved guys in and out. They came out with a different offensive line. Probably like the first ten practices, it was a different offensive line. But the one constant every week was Bo Limmer was the starting center. And Brady Latham was starting just somewhere different every time they were trying him out all different places. But you're going to see Bo Limmer be the starting center. He was there every single practice, all 15 practices this spring. At least he was there all 13 practices that I attended. They were open. There were only 13 open. I attended all of them for about an hour each. One of them was longer. Two of them were longer. One of them was a spring game, and the other one was uh, they let us stay the whole time. Justin Williams says, I believe having KJ and Rocket, that this Arkansas team can go on the road and win versus LSU and Bama this year. I just, that LSU game, first road game, is going to be really big, determine how Arkansas does in that one. Versus LSU and Bama this year, I just think that KJ is just going to be a monster this year. They played Alabama really good um, year before last at Alabama. I just think KJ is going to be a monster this year, and his motivation is up after the way last year went. Just wanted him to stay healthy, get through a whole season healthy, and that would be really beneficial for Arkansas. One last time before we get out of here, guys, thank you for all your questions. If you haven't signed up at hogsports.com, if you've ever wondered what we offer there, man, recruiting is wild right now. It is going uh, going crazy. Danny West is just cranking out one story after another, interacting on the message boards, answering your questions, putting out updates on – how things are going with recruiting. I would expect to start seeing a surge here. He mentioned, you know, a couple of guys deciding pretty soon here. So if you want to sign up at Hogsports, there's no promo code. Just go to hogsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network under the CBS um, Interactive Umbrella, Paramount Global, and whatnot. This is until June 15th at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Excuse me, Central Daylight Time. June 15th, Central Daylight Time, 11 o'clock. 83 cents a week. 358 a month and billed at just 20, excuse me, $42.96 for the entire year. That's HAWGsports.com. 60% off until June 15th at 11 p.m. Go to Hog Sports and sign up right now. All right, everybody. Thanks to Danny West for hopping on with us. Really appreciate all you guys watching the show and give us in that, giving us that thumbs up or like on Facebook or YouTube and throwing us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. The last review we had on Apple Podcasts was a novel, and I really appreciate that. I mean, it's like this long uh, on my phone, so really appreciate that review. But uh, let other people know uh, what you think of the show and throw us that five-star review if you're enjoying it and sign up at Hog Sports. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 